Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the New Testament reading of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, do you ever look in a mirror and say, man, who's that handsome devil staring back at me? Or maybe you look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, what happened to you? I actually thought I did my hair and put makeup on today, and you can't even tell. Or have you looked in the mirror during the pandemic at all and said, well, you know, I only need the, the top half of me to be presentable since I'm only going to be on the computer and I'm not going out in public. Man, anyone who has gone to work or school online has probably done this at some point. Maybe as you've gotten older and you look in the mirror and you notice more gray hair or a receding hairline. Maybe you notice more wrinkles. Maybe you've gained some weight and you've said to yourself, oh, time has not been kind to me. I'll give you one more. Maybe you've been hit with some sickness or disease in your life and you look in the mirror and you actually see that you're wasting away to nothing. And this could be the result of cancer, or ALS, something else. There probably comes a time in all of our lives where we look at ourselves in the mirror and what we see staring back at us is not who we thought we were. I mean, and this can happen to any of us for any number of reasons. It could be the gray hair or the wrinkles. It could be the weight. It could be the effects of cancer. It could be hair loss. It could be the realization that where your life is right now is not where you imagined it would be. It could also be that rather than looking at yourself and seeing a completely successful person, well, you see a complete failure. I mean, you can look in the mirror and find just about any reason why you have changed significantly. But the main reason is because of sin. When God created this world and everything in it, it was good. It was very good. And it was perfect. And Adam and Eve walked around naked because they had nothing to be ashamed of, and they would have lived forever. But then they sinned. They disobeyed God. They ate from the tree, the only tree that they were told not to eat from. And they realized that they were naked, and they were ashamed of themselves. They knew that they had done wrong. And as a result, death entered into the world, along with all other sicknesses, diseases, and now, what it means for us is that we are a people who are prone to giving into temptation, to doing the opposite of what God wants us to do, because we are all born with this sinful nature. And so it comes naturally for us to give into temptation and to sin. And in this life, because of sin, our bodies fail us. We look in the mirror and we see sinful human beings who do not obey God and his word. We look in the mirror and we see someone 
that we are not proud of because of our sins. We can see ourselves as failures because we fail to live up to God's standard of perfection. We look in the mirror and we see the bodies that bear the impact of sin. We see bodies that get old and gray and wrinkled. We see bodies that undergo memory loss so that we look in the mirror and we don't even know who we are. We see bodies that go through all kinds of afflictions, sicknesses, and disease, and many of them, if not all, will lead to death. We look in the mirror and we see the reality. Sin leads to death. And from the moment that we are born into this world, we are not getting any younger. We are only actually getting older and that much closer to dying. Well, that's super uplifting, isn't it? Probably not the, the message you were looking to start your day off with. And maybe this is something that you are very aware of. The weight of your sin, that you are far from perfect. And maybe this is something that you're in denial about. The consequences, impact of your sin. Sin leads to punishment. It only seeks to destroy, and it leads to death. Sin doesn't lead to anything good. It only condemns. It doesn't matter if it feels good while we're doing it, or if everyone else is doing it. That doesn't make it okay. If God says don't do it, if God says it's wrong, then it's wrong. And we all feel the impact of that sin at one time or another. But amidst all of that, there is good news. There is hope to be found. It's just, just not in ourselves. We're not going to find any solution by looking in the mirror. We're going to find the answer by looking to Jesus. Jesus, who was there in the beginning, who was there in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve when they sinned, who was there when the consequences of sin took effect, and who was there when the promise was first given right after Adam and Eve sinned, that he, the Savior, would come. That even though we are all dead in our trespasses and sins, that he was going to bring us life. He would be the one to crush the serpent. He would be the one to crush the devil. He would overcome sin and death. And he would make all things new. For you and for me. Or as Paul says in Galatians chapter 4, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Christ redeemed us. He bought us back from sin and death and hell. How? With his precious blood. His innocent suffering and death on the cross for us, where he willingly laid down his life for us, giving his body into death, in our place, taking all of our shame and punishment and death and hell, everything that we deserve, because he knew that it was the only way, 
The only way for us to receive that adoption, the only way for us to become his children, his heirs, because heirs inherit. And Jesus wants all people to inherit eternal life. He wants all people to be in heaven with him. And so he died for us. Where we have been faithless, Christ has been faithful. Where we have failed, Christ succeeded. And he rose from the dead, proving that he is the promise that had been promised in Genesis. The promise of a Savior. It is him, the Savior, who would save his people from their sins. It was fulfilled in Christ. And his resurrection means that all who believe will rise again as well. That is where our hope and joy comes from, in the death and resurrection of Christ. But that promise of heaven is not something that's easy for us to see right now. And sometimes that promise seems so far off, especially as we go through all of the struggles and trials and temptations in this life. And this is where our reading from 2 Corinthians comes in. Listen again. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Yes, our bodies, this tent, as Paul calls it, fail us. We groan with the burdens of sin, and this body is not going to last forever. Even though we can't see our heavenly dwelling, that eternal home, in this life, right at this very moment, we walk by faith, not by sight. And we have been clothed with Christ. We have been baptized into his death and resurrection. We are given Christ's righteousness and holiness and perfection so that we can walk in newness of life. That newness of life that we are loved by a God who gave his life for us. That we are chosen and God's dearly loved children that we are forgiven and that we are heirs of eternal life. The death that we all deserve for our sins has been swallowed up by life. And the mortal is clothed with immortality so that death no longer has any sting. Death has no victory. Yes, there are some days that we might not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, that we may see only darkness all around us. But Christ is our light, and he is always with us. And for all who believe in Christ, as Paul goes on to say in 2 Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Did you hear those words? If anyone is in Christ, if anyone believes in Christ, they are a new creation. Not you will be a new creation someday down in the future. You are a new creation. 
right now. You have eternal life here and now. You are a new creation today in this moment. And you are in Christ because the Holy Spirit has called you by name, called you by name in your baptism, given you the gift of faith, and keeps you in the faith. Christ is the vine, and you, we are the branches. Christ abides in us, and we abide in Christ. We are in Christ, and we are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So now when you look in the mirror, what you see is no longer a sinner deserving of death and damnation. You see Christ who made you a saint because he saved you by his death and resurrection. You see a new creation because that is who he made you to be. And this is what you see because when God looks at you, he sees you through Christ. He sees you who Christ has made and called you to be. One who he has called out of darkness into his marvelous light. An heir of eternal life. And not just some future hope, but a present reality. You are saved. You are redeemed. You are a new creation. That is who God says you are. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.